AF eloquence is made in the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Time for a treaty. Hello, welcome to AF Eloquence, the show where we are eloquent AF about all things AFL. But who are we? Well, my name is Emil Freund. My name is Bart Welch, and it's a Sunday morning. A little weekender pod, Sunday the sleepy 18th Sunday. of October. Sleepy Sunday. These sleepy bed boys in our orange shirts. If you could see it, we're both wearing orange shirts, coincidentally. <laughs> Official pod- podcast orange, I think the Pantone color of the year is. That's right. Absolutely. We popped on FaceTime to uh, to do this little number and then <laughs> our FaceTime's popped up and we're in the exact same shade of orange for our, uh, our, <laughs> for our pod. It's kind of giant's orange almost, isn't it? It is. It's, um, it is a giant orange and it's, um, we're paying our respects to the giants who... In solidarity the to the... To the Giants, who are at a crossroads in their life as a footy club. But uh, more on that later. We are here on Sunday morning and we have our grand finalists, but we got there a it is. Yeah. couple of big felines. Oh, uh, who, yeah, who will be the feistiest cat in the Gabba yeah. at the Gabbatoir next week? Yeah, it's amazing. We, um, for the first time ever in the history of our pod as well, we're going to give you a hot take. This is going to be the, <laughs> the hottest take. It's uh, Fresh. <laughs> the, game's, the game's barely over. Um, yeah. They're just dragging the, the carcasses of the Brisbane Lions off the Gabba still from last night. <laughs> Out of the, the floor of the killing floor of the Gabba <laughs> That's right. It's, gru- yeah. it's gruesome stuff. That's actually why they're bringing up more turf from the MCG <laughs> to cover up blood the blood soaked. stains. That's <laughs> right. Ugh. But of course, oh, so poor we've lions. had poor lions, man. And now, you know, look at that. Off they go. And the cats, who'd have thought cats would beat lions, but the cats are going on to take, to take down tigers. They've taken down lions and can they take down tigers? Yeah, man. Uh, that's a modern day extinction uh, moment. We're seeing the death of the big cats in the wild. And the domesticated cats are on the rise. Fuck. They truly are. Who will be the one true apex predator in this um, <laughs> horrible le- thunderball league that we've got going on here? <laughs> Could be Tom Lynch. He's brutal. That man is incredibly brutal. So, well, yeah, I've got a lot to say about him. Maybe some some of it I'll say later in our recap yeah. uh, about the last two weeks. If you're wondering where he's sure. been, because because we haven't done a pod in a little in a couple, couple of weeks, because you know why it's busy, busy out of times. solidarity to the Blues, obviously. Yeah. Exactly, if they we can't play do... in finals, then neither can we. That's right. We need a two week radio silence in solidarity <laughs> for the Blues. Now we're doing one for the Giants with our, with our for our, <laughs> our audio medium. And, and it's wearing... on a Sunday because we're holy men in, in honour of the saints, of course. That's right. This is the um, the Sabbath day and we're keeping it holy <laughs> for the Giants. The Greater Western uh, Sydney Giants. But yeah, so Emil, Friday night, of course, we had um, Port and Richmond. Shall we start on that game? Because um, we've got uh, these two yeah. big prelims and they both kind of went in a direction that I personally didn't want either of them to go. <laughs> I think most neutral fans are in the same kind of... I think the same so. boat there with you, I Bart. I think we speak and, for the people. Certainly, I am. Yeah. Well, yeah, if well, I'm saying it, and you're saying it, then the people are saying it. Must be true. <laughs> Two white. That's our podcast, guys. Work, right? <laughs> yeah. If we're saying it, 
Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really wanted the I wanted really wanted the power. I really wanted the lines to get up. Um, yep. It's a pity. Um, just just the, just to see a, a bit of a changing in the guard at the top. But I guess if I'm a Tiger supporter, um, and it's been 37 years since I've had any success, then I think a dynasty. I can you know that's that's a that's. I feel I would feel like I was I'd earned that or we deserved that if I was the Tigers. Yeah, if they win this year, and it looks there's a good chance that it could happen now. Now that they've gotten through this part, I feel like this game, you know, there's a real good chance. But no, that'll be three and four years, right? So that's that's mm. they're really starting to talk dynasties then. And then you know, of course, if they if they won it this year, they're every chance to win it next year, which seems obvious, but. If you're a, there's there's many reasons for you to not want the the Tigers to go through. If you're a if you're one of the clubs you're going for one of the underdogs like Port or like Brisbane or like St Kilda mm. or the Western Bulldogs, mm. you wanted any of those teams to beat them along the way. Even now you'd be cheering against them if you're like a Hawks fan, for instance. You know they're going to start to threaten your dynasty, of the modern era, the best team of the modern era. Was it Dimmers, yeah. Dimmers Tigers or Clarko's Hawks? Seems like an insult still to to that Hawthorne era, but. If the Tigers win this year and they've won two in a row, three in the last four years, they've got to be in that kind of conversation. Oh, absolutely they do. Uh, them, the Cats, the Hawks and the Lions are the best teams of the modern era. And, 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 and you, I mean, there's an argument against the Tigers in, unless they win this year. And, and if they mm. win this year, then they're there. They're absolutely they're there. there. And you mentioned the Cats there as well because in terms of consistency, and I know maybe their finals consistency isn't always... Um, always there for them but they have been in and around the finals forever for 15 years since since 2007 what have they missed it once or something it's yeah ridiculous. missed it once ridiculous Bonkers. record that's unbelievable Bonkers. that yeah, is kind of in some ways it's better than all of them just for staying up there for that long for a generation have, well too right players. too right and uh, and now they're in the conversation for jeremy cameron uh Seems like every single person, and we'll and we'll touch on this later again in our in the third act of the pod. Um, <laughs> but every freaking person is talking about Geelong as a potential destination, like in this trade period as well. It's like, oh, Brad Couch, Brad Crouch going to Geelong, Jeremy Cameron, he might be going to Geelong. Anyone else who's great, probably heading to Geelong or the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were a, if you were a player and you 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 know were chasing your flag. Um, and they were a team who wanted you and were willing to pay close enough to what you wanted. They've been in finals the last, like you said, almost 15 years. They've been featuring in finals consistently. Uh, so they're as good a chance as, as anyone over the next few to care. Why not? Mate? Why not go for team success in a place that has great culture, clearly, where the players take a bit under what they would be getting on the open market so that they can bring in more players and, and, and be more of a chance. It's not the same model that the Giants say where they're, you know, giving Canelio seven years and huge amount of money, which is in turn then, you know, leading to a bit of a salary cap squeeze. So uh, it's it's going to be, um, it's going to be hard to see the Cats, you know, uh, slide in the next, I don't know, who knows how long. 15 they years be good. again. <laughs> yeah. Another 15. 15 more years for the Cats. Um, yeah, well... And they seem, they do seem like a good fit for Jeremy Cameron. They really do. Imagine him in they that do, team right now. They'd be 
dominant. Uh, they don't, and you know these these the old veterans at Geelong. They don't. They didn't seem too old and slow last night in last night's game. We barely even, talk, even talked about Port and Richmond's the game. Port but you Richmond. know what we're gonna do? We're gonna mosey between the two games like this. Yeah. Gonna be back and back and forth. <laughs> it, there's an A story and a B story in this first act, and uh, we haven't decided which one is the A and which one is the B, so we'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> That's right. There's going to be twists and turns and plot twists. We're going to M. Night Shyamalan this podcast. <laughs> You're not going to know what each other. Maybe a cliffhanger or two. You wait. Mm-hmm. You have to wait for next week, which we, we you know, inevitably, me and I probably won't be next <laughs> we'll week. Be It'll be like three, three weeks, weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you'll get your resolve. You won't be sleeping well till then. You, know. you must know. <laughs> Um, oh. Yeah, well, the cats um, also they, in terms of these two, our two grand finalists, the Tigers and Geelong. Last night, watching the 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 um, post game interviews with the Geelong players, they all were really humble, really classy, like happy to be there. Just seemed like a good, good Christian. Good, folk. They very much seemed like good Christian folk. They did, didn't they? That like they have belief. Merely <laughs> good boys. They're all. There's some good bunch of boys. And and <laughs> Richmond, on the other hand, have just like this year. Yeah. They've just turned into these, feral. These yeah, embrace that villain tag. You know, Tom Lynch is just punching people in the back of the head, dropping knees, doing whatever. Trying to redeem when, himself by handling the drink throwing incident as like oh yeah, fr- yeah it's easy to yeah, sing when you're kids. winning sing when you're yeah, winning my friend um, I'd like to see you handle he's it never that lost way. a final well there you go I'd like to see him handle it rum and coke thrown on him when he's lost the final not at all advocating for that kind of behavior no. either even though I don't like Tom Lynch that's don't fucking throw drinks at people you know um, it's a waste of good rum and coke waste of rum and coke on Tom Lynch why throw it at Tom Lynch um, of all people some would say that buying it in the first place is a waste of money. <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah that's right um, but yeah posing those two sides against each other there's there's good versus evil there I think there's a there's a lot yeah, oh, it's the, a clear. There's a clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Saints, the and saintly, the Saints v Sinners. It's a yeah. Saints and Sinners ball at the Gavatoire this weekend. Mm. Theme is redemption. <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing, we're seeing it. Yeah, I, uh, the prodigal son returned. Gary Ablett as well. You know, his his final, final game, game in the grand final. Yeah, that you can't script. I mean, you can script that, but no one buys it because it's just like, oh, it's yeah, unbelievable. Right. Yeah, it's too cliched sports film. Yeah, yeah. They need. M night to, or you and I to come in there and fuck up the structure of the. Um, what a twist! <laughs> yeah, I know he's. Um, it's pretty awesome. I, 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 I do love it. If you, you know, now it's it's always painfully clear, obviously in hindsight when you have a, uh, the benefit of hindsight at this point to be like, yeah, the cats have been building, haven't they? This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They were such a professional outfit all year. They, yeah. I was kind of. This wasn't a, much of a surprise for Saints fans because we watched them absolutely dismantle our up and coming club. It looked mm. like uh, boys versus men in that game. So, had they had the potential to be to play like this, and they dominated Collingwood last weekend. Absolutely dominated them, and then we're always in control, really, in this game. They last were, man, night. and it didn't yeah, ever yeah. feel like Brisbane were really going to win. Did it. Much like some other games, their kicking kept the other team in it, as in their poor shots poor at goal. accuracy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I guess my thinking around next week, I mean, I don't want to jump, don't want to skip over the last, this weekend's games so too quickly, but um, no. but I think that 
you know, the so the movie fairy tale finish for Gary Ablett would be a, a premiership in his final game. See you later, son of God. Off he goes into the sunset. Yeah, just uh, floats on, on a golf cart into the yeah, <laughs> yeah. ascends up to heven, holding two holding greens. the premiership match. He's also a got Norm two Smith green. Fender. <laughs> <laughs> green whistles, green whistles at the mouth. He's, he's, he's ascending. Up. Yeah, mm. he's coming up. Um, oh, yeah. but. I take a bit more of a long-term view of it. Maybe it's more of a, like a Star Wars trilogy type generational thing. We got Gary Ablett Senior. We got Gary Ablett Junior. What about his prodigy? A New Hope. Maybe a New Hope. That's right. So I think the Tigers are going to win, and uh, I think that Gary is going to get a disappointing kind of uh, Empire Strikes Back kind of mm. oh, Gary, I am your father moment, and uh, he's going to he's going to be <laughs> shell shocked and shattered, and it'll be up to his son. To redeem Junior the pain. Gary yeah. Ablett Jr. Gary Ablett Jr. Jr. <laughs> Double J. <laughs> Gary Ablett Jr. the first. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, see? And then and then, you know, cue the theme music from, from one of the Star Wars uh movies when you know Rich licensed went, obviously so we can't oh, play it pity yeah <laughs> we won't be putting that in post with all the other music we rip <laughs> off the internet um <laughs> this one's too far um yeah cue that though when the uh i don't even know what they're called the, the songs are called but you know the one when richmond grabbed the cup evil imperial march imperial march thanks really yeah that that fits this year with the tigers it does they are they are the evil empire they're doing the imperial march they did Mm. tom lynch did a step from the imperial march into dougal howard's neck he did (laughs) bloody earth he did but we'll talk about that in the third act um (laughs) but for now we're talking strictly the games yes over the weekend well for me the the geelong game is a bit fresher um, so mm, let's, let's just let's just let's just cover that a little bit more, and then we'll head back to the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're right. Geelong were dominant for the basically the whole game, um, and it's it was sad for Brisbane to see that I, they they really. I mean, was it the midfield where it was lost? Because that's Geelong. I mean, that's um, Brisbane's real trump card, isn't it? The midfield. Yeah, it is. It was. Yeah, I think that it was a pretty even battle. I don't know what the numbers really ended up saying, but Geelong did just seem to be that little bit harder, had a hard, had a harder edge. They seemed so fast, the Cats, last night. They were really, I don't know, for, for a team that had the week off in Brisbane, the Cats had seemed to have more legs. And I think so often they their setup and their structure at Geelong was just yeah. impeccable. It was just perfect. Every time they needed a release kick or... You know, even you know, take that kick down the line. There'd be a player like leading off their man, like take being, and they took so many marks. Like they, they seemed taller and stronger, and they took more contested marks. And they just had What's such it? a good system. Every time Brisbane tried to switch it, and and it's like, oh, and there's Geelong filling in all the spots and not allowing you to take that switch. Different kind of methodologies. Hey, Brisbane are kind of they they go at the goals and they go at the goals and they go at the goals. Whereas Geelong are a high possession kind of kick it around, maintain, and then find an avenue to goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like, I guess that frenetic, youthful attacking style of the Lions, um, you, you got to see what happens when a team with that kind of structure that you're talking about, like Geelong have, and def- in defense, I mean, um, they were just able to corral them every time down to the boundary line. And, and any time that the Lions popped it into the forward line, there were blokes there to mop up. Um, from Geelong, um, 
Whereas Geelong, they looked clinical and they looked like they could. They were just waltzing to the forward line uh, whenever they making forward fifty entries. Oh, dude, yeah, they were huge. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were Skyping out there together, which was pretty cool for a mo. <laughs> but I know they, yeah, they were so super impressive. And then they they had that resolve as well about them. Or that's you know. Um, last week when Pat Dangerfield was kicking those goals against Geelong and they were just kind of like, yep, next one. All right, let's keep going. They had their eyes on the prize. They were, Brisbane looked like they were in awe of the situation, this prelim at home. It was massive. And Geelong kind of just looked like they were there to get the job done and be ready for mm. the big, you know, the grand final next week. Yeah. I don't know. All of that talk about, it seemed like through the week and through these last final series, all the talk about Richmond being the bad guys, they've used that to motivate them. And Geelong have used, you know, had, uh, you know, older senior players and veterans retiring. Like, it's a bit of a last dance situation going on at Geelong, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and our, our Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Ablett, which is, that's his partner's name, right? Jordan Ablett. <laughs> I think um, so. <clears throat> number 23, Jordan yeah. Ablett. Um, you know, he's having his, he's having his final dance. They've had their mind set on it and it's happening. He is, and they are. Just yeah. a God's plan, merely. Oh. Cue, cue the Drake song. Cue the, cue the Drake song. Bam, 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 bam. Which brings Drake us to our play. second act of the show. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's get into it. Act two. Act two. Uh, what, what, anything to... Any, what, what were your thoughts from Friday night's game? Oh, it sucked, man. It was bullshit. Fucking come on, Port. Yeah. Oh, Good man. Game to watch. Port. Great game to watch. Really, really intense. I watched it with yeah. our man, the Ambassador. Which was oh, nice. What a privilege! Absolute privilege to catch him in his ambassadorial schedule. Um, and we, yeah, we watched that game together, which was great. It was super intense. It was an awesome game. It really was. It's been a great final yeah. series, hasn't it? Been good. Yeah. Well, I got a theory on this. I think that um, the final series been so good because you're seeing, all right, you're seeing the the best teams, um, and the, um, you, you've got the best umpires as well together all together finally and being able to train together and, and stuff. Because the, um, the umpires have been so separate this whole year. There's been a lot of inconsistency, whereas the consistency of umpiring across the finals has been noticeable and, and present. And, and gee, the game's been better for it. There's so much less discussion, bullshit discussion around calls and interpretations and this and that. Oh, it'll be huge if it'll cost them, you know, all that right. stuff. Right, you bang on. They've been... Pretty dang well adjudicated games. Bits really and pieces well here and there games. that people are getting angry at, which always happen. But there's yeah. been no absolute shockers. And in terms of like, you, you take a look back to um, early on in the year when the holding the ball rule was like just all over the show. Everyone was so The paid. Clarkson call, yeah. Clarko, Clarko's <laughs> weekly, <laughs> weekly sook. Weekly rule, yeah, rule exactly. sook at something. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you're right, Neil. It's been really well adjudicated. It's been a great series. The and this is the argument for having professional full-time umpires. Seems obvious. We're getting... We're, this is what... It, like the, the best of the crop of the part-timers are all on it at the moment. And they're doing a great job, I reckon. Um, so if you had... Well, I don't know. We've talked about this a lot. But if you had a professional setup where that was what they got to focus on doing... If you know, maybe it'd make it a bit better. <laughs> Go to umpiring school. Maybe it's got to be a. Com- we got to turn this into a competitive biz, like um, 
like the industry that we work in, Amelia, in the entertainment industry, you've oh, got to make you've got to make uh, it a desirable spot. You so you've got to have the like NIDA, the like top New York mm. Academy school, mm. you know, these top tier schools for umpiring. So you've got to get in via audition. You got to prepare your uh, one to two minute, not a monologue. It's uh, you do like a series. You're gonna be, you're gonna be able to break bounces. glass with your whistle blows. <laughs> awesome, holding the ball. You got to, you got to do your calls in tune and at a certain amount uh-huh. of decibels. You're gonna be able to really yell out these calls. You're gonna be able to run backwards for kilometers on end. <laughs> You go and do like a Without combine. Collision. You do like a combine, yeah. like the draft players do. Umpires draft umpires combine. Draft combine. <laughs> Razor Ray's got an incredible vertical leap. Oh, man. And have you, seen his banter? have you seen his bounce? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Have you seen his Oh, man. Well, there we go. That's a way to make it more competitive. It's got to... Yeah, dude. Incentivize. Well, it just blows my mind that it's one of the biggest complaints about our game consistently from everyone the umpiring and yet there's a very clear way we can try and make it better and that's to pay them properly and let them focus on it because it's probably like it's probably the hardest game in the world umpire both in terms of like adjudicating people's uh intention which no other sport calls you to do but running running like 15 k's a game you, there's a massive physical component. You don't see umpires in basketball running up and down the court with the players the entire game. No. It's, only, it's the only game in the world where you've got to be an athlete to be the umpire, I reckon. It's so that's that's a really good point. Running 15k's and umpiring is ridiculous. And and I now want to see. I now want to see. Gosh, damn, city life, my friend, if you're getting that horn. Um, I want to see umpires in basketball cutting laps with the, with the b-ball Running players. Running back and up and down, doing, doing uh, suicides at the break. Players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Keep yeah. up, come on. Yeah, yeah you, you, you bang on. It's um, And also we've had, we've harped on about this as well with like the goal line tech as well and just the the, yeah. the cameras that they use. Like that. that's still a thing. We got, the St Kilda got, had a shit one against the Tigers that was called a goal that pretty much everyone everyone thought was a behind or wasn't touched. Um, mm. and it felt like one of those. It felt like a justice system when everyone thinks someone is... You know, everyone knows someone's guilty, but there's not enough. You know, you can't convict them beyond reasonable doubt, so we've got to let them go with not guilty. But we all thought you did it, and it was yeah. it's that same kind of thing. It's like, this wasn't touched, but... We can't classic turn it Sith over. though Richmond, you know, classic lying about they, no, they did, he did touch it. He just used the force. Oh, that's a good point. It's true. Lost and used the force. Yeah. God damn you, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so port and port, disappointing for Port. Very disappointing. We should, we should, like that, it, disappointing. They yeah. were in front of their home fans. You can't it's get a classic than Port. That. It is classic port, and they were the best. Be team the best team all year in the yeah. comp, like because they were the best team, and they were the best team over seventeen weeks in broken yep. up over seventeen weeks. They they were they were consistently were from round one, and you know the Tigers had an up and down year. The Tigers weren't always this dominant Richmond. They weren't themselves. They they are themselves now, sitting in a grand final, and I guess that's what good teams do. They've never really needed to turn it on until well, they did it you know, last year as well. Tune up at the exact right time. Yeah, and last year their injuries were perfect. They were they were rocky through the year, and they all came good through the final series, which is really well mm. well man a well managed um, empire, isn't it? It is. It is bastards. 
Yeah. Lost. But disappointing for Port, man. Disappointing. Mm. Win the home and away season. Have home two home games. You can't. You, there's not a better time. There's no better time to knock knock off Richmond off that dynasty perch yeah. than at home. I, and even if you have to play, um, even if you have to play a, like Geelong in the granny, you're not playing them at the MCG where there's they've got seventy thousand Geelong supporters there. You get to play them in the Gabba. And where Port, Port have played great football in Queensland all year. They yeah. would have preferred yep. to... Um, maybe they would have preferred to play it up there. Well, yeah, I reckon. I'm sure... Uh, that, oh, I'm sh- maybe, who knows? <laughs> I don't even know this is true either, speculating. But SA to Queensland, that's probably an open border, right? You just, uh, yeah. So maybe. Probably, they would, might have been able to even go to the grand final. True. Well, that's true. We definitely can't. Uh, you and I... I've, we're we're not on anyone's lists at the moment, New South Wales and Vic. <laughs> no, <laughs> the borders are open for everyone <laughs> except you two. <coughs> Just get a lot of Kiwis coming here, though. Oh yes, <laughs> they love no Melbourne. They hear it's They're the most livable city in the world. <laughs> All seventeen. No for anything at the moment. <laughs> Amazing! What a time. Yeah, but you know that was that was what was on offer for Port. They couldn't maybe they- take it. And Maybe those seventeen Kiwis who've come to Melbourne are here to be recruited by the North Melbourne Football Club. They've they've sensed an opening, and they've certainly got the strike. They come to try out. Well, they've certainly got the they've certainly got the room on the list, don't they? Absolutely, they got room on the list for a, a bunch of Kiwis potential players. <laughs> but more on that in Act Three on North Melbourne. Yes. <laughs> Which just. Giving you a little little taste of, of further ahead. Yeah, that's right. And if you're doing the if you're doing the maths, it's nearly we're nearly half an hour through. So if this is still the first act, you're in for a long pod. <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not going to be at all. I think we're already oh, in was, act two. We've actually seamlessly transitioned into act two. We have. It'll be it'll become clearer with that um with that ripped music we use that unco- <laughs> that music we stole off the internet that you heard just yeah. moments ago. Um, it isn't owned by Disney. No, the, not owned Imperial by Disney. Imperial March. We can't use. Yes, they'll find us too. Um, right. So, commiserations formally, but mm. commiserations formally. I know we've talked about it off mic and uh, off air, Only but briefly. I, wanted to, I wanted to put it on the record and in the pod that I'm very sorry for you. Thank you, Neil. Thank you very much. We South's act- going out and uh, yeah. missing out in the NRL Grand Final, man. That's tough. Damn those Panthers, man. Damn those Panthers. Uh, bloody, poor bunnies, man. I don't know. A few points. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't uh, Another big cat in the Grand Final. So oh. many. Is it, the, is it the Could it be the year of the cat? Could be. Hmm? Maybe. I hate cats and I hate 2020, so there's, there's, there's some allergic. You're allergic to this year, <laughs> Emil. Um, there's cats yeah. everywhere. And it is a crazy year. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. It was. Um, it was. I. I guess my sentiments because we, we we didn't talk. We haven't done the pod leading up to either of these two weeks, so we didn't. No. I, and a I, bit of context. I've I've just resumed work on a, a TV show, and um, so we've just had a big schedule kind of upheaval over the last few. So that's uh, that's why we haven't been here and sharing our. Really useful footy banter with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. The poor How people. How do you get all your they tips do? wrong if you don't? Yeah, have us here? How do you, exactly. And yeah, it turned out a couple of times over the last fortnight. We've had like we've had little windows, and most of the time they've came 
on like a Friday or Saturday night when there's football on. Footy on. So we're like, okay, we can either watch the football, the finals football, <laughs> the whole reason we do the pod, or we can do the pod and miss the football. And we're like, well, <laughs> and let's... talk about our and, lives. Yeah, or... <laughs> like, and so, yeah. Well, like, it's pretty clear here, right? We need to, we need to watch the dang footy. So, <laughs> yeah, it's... It's good to be back, and I'm, it I'm, I'm, I'm. It's good to be able to finally debrief on um, on on the Saints run. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. impressive. Had a impressive rise, man, from last year. It's a huge step, huge yeah. step. Considering Bottom. like you've had a change of coach mid, like towards the end of last season, you've got a new coach and a bunch of new players, and still big step up the ladder. Super exciting, dude. I um. From bottom four to, to top six and belonged in the top six. Like, we proved that we be, we belonged there while winning a final against the Doggies, you know, when we were underdogs um, and had every chance to win against the Tigers. And I guess overall, I'm just stoked, man. Like, I was felt felt lucky to be to be there and didn't feel like we were making up the numbers. Um, we didn't have our full, our best 22 the no, whole way missing, through. What, four of your best players? If you if we played Richmond and we had Paddy Ryder, Jake Carlisle, Jade Gresham, who yeah, I just that was the that was the fourth. He's I was thinking of. He's amazing too, and he's a. He's so, yeah. I'd love to have seen Gresham in a final, because he's yeah. clutch. He's he's one of the only players, one of our players that we've had over the few years that we haven't brought in, you know, through trades. And, who can and win of course matches. your most important small defender in in Ben Long. Yeah, Ben Long exactly. So that's the fourth one. Sorry, yeah, he, who's. Such a such a presence for us. Think about him through the middle part of the year when he was dominating and taking like big grabs and like rebounding and like you know he's a, he plays on the edge obviously and he, he's he's copped two suspensions this year so he might need to change something slightly but hopefully not too much because I love his attack on the ball but um, yeah man absolutely or, or if he was or if he was six foot um, six foot eight and and uh, blonde and and paid, played for one of the biggest clubs well, in the country then you just yeah. get fines. Oh man. Absolutely. That that was, okay. I guess we can lead to that point as well because was happy to be there. Absolutely loved it. Was a free hit in my opinion, particularly the Richmond game. Once we won against the Doggies, I was like, oh, this is where this is awesome. And it's all I, gravy, all gravy from there. And I came into the Richmond game, same thing. Was like, this is it's all good. I don't think we're going to win. I think Richmond are too strong. So I've I've made my peace with that, and that's that's yeah. where it sat for me. It was like awesome. No worries. As soon as the fucking game started going, you know, in that first quarter, as soon as it was like Tom Lynch had a you know a few nice ones, they got some like really great bounces, like Shy Bolton's just hack kicking and they'll like bounce on a right angle and just go through and get a few umpires calls, like a few tackles just off the ball once play has stopped that hurt our players. Like we had people just going off the field with like fucking cut heads and like bleeding. Yeah. As soon as all that started happening and they started getting the rub of the umpires and all this, it was like, well, this is bullshit. <laughs> Just started yeah. getting really frustrated. And and I knew, and I watched it with Jackson Trickett, a friend of a friend of Emil and mine, and a good friend of the pod, good struggling Saints fan. We Zoomed together and, and synced up our stream from Sydney, me and Sydney here and him in Tassie and watched it together. 
And we were just, you know, quarter time, like, oh, dude, shaking our head, being like, is it one of these games? Is it one of these games where they get the, the bounce and the toe poke and the umpire and the, the missed video review and the, oh, Tom Lynch dropping knees and that's all, that's okay. So you can you can accidentally go in for a bump at, in a split second like Ben Long did, not hit the head. And try and pull of back the, as well. Try and pull back and because of the potential to cause injury, you get done. But you're allowed to drop knees into people's necks. Trent Cochin after... After the whistle's blown, there can be nothing. Decapitates him! Unreal. Just drop the the knee into the lumbar spine as you, like, take mm. them high. Like, yeah. And that one wasn't, you know, I don't think that one was as, as, as bad. And Tom Lynch is, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, um, a full punch to the face. But to actually actively drop your knee into someone's oh, neck head. and head region, yeah. you should get a week, in my opinion. Even if it's not, well, where's the, the, the potential to cause harm in that? incident like how's that not potential to cause harm dropping a knee into someone's head or neck i don't disagree with you in any way but yeah. i think it's fucking bullshit oh, i know <laughs> it, it really frustrated me that stuff and then yeah i i well put it this way to, to put a that's the negative spin that's the fan in me that's like fucking umpires and and i'm aware that good teams get the good the rub of the umpires because it kind of just happens and they are a better team than us and they were they probably would have won anyway it was but it's annoying when they get better better calls they don't need decisions. additional assistance exactly and that's that's exactly it. it was the same when you play the hawks in their dominant era which is again probably just a show of respect to richmond because they're freaking good but when you play mm. used to play against the hawks you you didn't want them to have any leg ups you didn't want you couldn't afford to give them anything and we we no. gave them heaps and then also the stuff that we could control we weren't doing really well in the Tice game Kicking our goals? inaccuracy was no yeah. good well our yeah. accuracy sorry was inaccurate no your inaccuracy was great in our, yeah in our, <laughs> our inaccuracy was amazing um that was also you know you need to we we had a chance but yeah to put my my final positive cherry on top i we we played a pretty shit game against mm-hmm. the best team in the comp that had the rub of the umpires and some nice bounces go their way. And we only lost in a final and we only lost by 30 points without our full team. And they had a full team. I'd love to see how we'd go when we play good, get a good run with the umps, good bounces and have our full team. If that's the case, we win that game because they weren't yeah, dominant. They were just no. good in patches. And then we would rest. It was 25 apiece after half time. That was the scoreline. Yeah. So if yeah. we didn't if we didn't blow out in that first quarter when it, when it was all just kind of working, different game. But I'm happy, yeah. man. All in all, I'm happy. And there's a little part of me that wished we that didn't want us to go all the way this year anyway, because sure. can't bloody be there and no one would believe it. <laughs> the <laughs> it's AFL always that asterisk, asterisk baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's hard to see them. It's hard to see them going backwards, though. The Saints and the 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 age the list um the the, the space they've got in on the in the cap as well to, to keep attracting players who want to come there and be part of it i think it's um it's really it's really bright future bright skies ahead and you know like in a game like the one against the tigers where they and this is the tigers game they grind they grind they grind they pressure they pressure they pressure and they don't let up so you've got to be able to break the shackles there cuz not many teams can withstand that kind of level of pressure on the ball carrier for the entire game and and in in many respects the shorter quarters have kind of helped richmond because they don't they they don't have to sustain that kind of pressure for um 20 whatever minutes they instead only have 16 minutes where they can just um pressure so that helps them but in order to 
relieve yourself of that pressure. You need line breakers and you need creative types. And, you know, of the players you're missing, Ryder, you know, Gresham, they're, they're two of the more creative types in your side. 100%. And then long off the halfback, again, Absolutely. as you said. Breaking lines, running. Yep. It's Using the ball positive, well. positive, dude. I, I've, it's the best shape we've been in for a long time. And, and it feels really good. And we feel like we have a ton of growth. Like Max King's in his first year. That's his first yep. year. He took, he's taken some contested marks up against five opponents. You know, like he's had some crazy, crazy marks and games. And, and he's barely even, you know, this isn't his best football. Like he's just getting it together still. He's missed a bunch of goals. He's, has, he's hit the post a dozen times. Like just, you know, in the, in the way... Oh gosh, it's exciting. And then you know Hunter Clark, Nick Caulfield, Ben Ben Patton. Those three, yeah. those three are twenty seventeen draft, and they are all them off our half. And then them in our back line with Hunter sometimes going through the midfield. My, goodness. I think both Caulfield and Hunter look like they'll be future midfielders. Yeah, they both have it in them. Caulfield's got mm. this nice. He's got this evasiveness and this great step on him but it's quite poise he's, quite a, he's got poise isn't he does doesn't he and he drops in he's one of those players you just drops in and fills the hole takes now with his finds himself in the right spot all the time and he's just that annoying defender he's just in front and just like someone's bodying their big whoever's big full forward is there and he just drops mm. under and takes the mark and now and he's got such good use and and then Hunter's just got the um, the class. He's our Rolls Royce man. Did you? And but not only that. Not only is he our Rolls Royce with just like selling candy and like making space and doing all this Pendlebury kind of shit. He also takes on fucking everyone and doesn't yeah. seems to just not go to ground or they can't tackle him. He's not a big dude. Did you see against the doggies? Do you remember that one moment deep in defence? He kind of took on a few players. He had four players kind of hanging off him. Looked like he was going to get pinned holding the ball for sure. And and he's deep in the in our defensive 50. And then just kind mm. of puts it onto his right boot and does this dinky little foot pass off, off the ankle and like just gets it to the player that he wanted to, who's like five metres away. It's like a weird little foot pass. But he's been tackled by like four dudes. It was actually ridiculous. I'll find that clip for you and... And show you because it's it's yeah. crazy. It just shows sums up how strong this guy must be, how how yeah, strong through the, the hips. balance, right? Incredible balance and mm. strength through the hips. Um, oh, really? Real quick shift. It's out of nowhere, but it just thinking about balance Hit and me. strength through the hips. Yeah, it made me think about the the fine just into Ardern victory. No, sorry, <laughs> big landslide victory. Um, it made me think about tight fitting, um, well uh, bespoke suits from Harris Andrews. Yeah. Um, oh yes, <laughs> um, it made me think about Harris Andrews and how great a player that guy is newsflash Harris Andrews is a great player last night a few times he just like collected and was like 1v1 deep in defence and just kept his balance and like shoveled the ball in front of him and like that guy's a freaky player he's a he's amazing weird player it's he's so using those big long stretch arms he looks like he's yeah big friend the BFG he's got this not even it's not even just in the air is it he's he's that's what I meant he's he's really talented on the ground ground he can like bounce it around and he can kind of like shovel it in front of him and he just doesn't go to ground because of his amazing balance I think there was one moment in particular and the commentary team referenced it Um, there was like a pack of about four or five went for the ball and he was probably he looked like he was three deep um, but the kind of the pack split, and he just didn't break stride, and and just kept on going. His right arm drops down to near his knee, and just flips the ball up to himself, and just keeps on running. It's like oh, that nah. for a two hundred centimeter player. That is, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Fagan doesn't want it to be the Harris Andrews Football Club, but I would go for them. I think I would you know? too. I go for the come the Andrews. Up the suits. <laughs> they have a full <laughs> Guernsey's just like pinstripe suit. <laughs> um, yeah, gee, he's amazing. But big U-turn back to those Sainers and Hunter Clark and the, the posit- positivity over these next uh, few years. We're young as, we're super young um, and I have a lot of faith and it's it doesn't matter that players like Brad Hill didn't have amazing final series. He ain't over there. I don't. Neither are we. <laughs> That's right, my friend. I, I couldn't care less. He's not there to, you know, he's not there to single-handedly bring us... It's encouraging, bro, that he, um, he had a down year. He's one of your classiest and most talented players on your list. He had a down year and you still win a final and take a big step like yeah, that. We, that's, we still, it's, it's all still it's tick, tick, tick. It's the same with the Dan Hanabry chat. It's like, yeah, we weren't bringing him in to win us a premiership. He, he's there to build, start to build on this new thing, this winning yeah, culture and turning it around. Great cocaine connections He's as well, got so. good hookups. He's got the yeah. wicker. You hit up Dan Hanabry's wicker and you get whatever you need. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dan the man. <laughs> Hannah bury that nose in some coke. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> see that yeah that's it you want them to build up the party connections over a couple of years and then you have your, your crazy mad Monday yeah. once you win that flag um, well how else do you get that big extrovert energy you know you gotta build from somewhere you can't that's all right. have Mark Pit- Pitnet Abba <laughs> listening Abba spinning extroverts you gotta no. you gotta cultivate them um, you gotta find your own uh, gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Dancing queen. That's mm-hmm. that's mine. Should we do a little pivot to some some trade talk and I think some so. off season chat? Because I, mean, I, I know we don't want to. We got the brown low on tonight. Don't I don't care that much. Don't uh, care too much. Good, no. good luck to Lockie Neal. Be a nice little consolation for Brisbane. Kind of also hope that Boke's in that conversation uh, mm. for the same reason. And also just you know, to kind of cap off the year he's had, which at his age and having been doing it for so long and no longer being captain, that's it's a great story. So it's good, good on them. And even Petraka, who's another player that people are talking about in the mix. It's like they're, they're all really good, deserving players and also players who it's a bit of a like another changing the guard moment. You know, we don't haven't seen... Those three players, um, I mean, I know Neil's polled highly in the Brownlow before, but these would be all new faces. Cool. Yeah, it's not it's not Dangerfield, Fife, Ablett, you know, Selwood yeah. and Pendlebury. Yeah. Obviously, they'll all probably feature quite prominently in some respects, but you're right, it is. It's It, it feels like a bit of a changing of the guard. It's not Federer, Djokovic, Murray and <laughs> Nadal anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, some, that's right. Young guns coming through. Yeah. If I may Z- change Z- codes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andres Zverev. 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 Pretty good. Yeah. The Harris Andrews of tennis. Yeah. <laughs> dashing dashing halfback <laughs> tennis flanker um, that's right yeah. great below his knees <laughs> unbelievable reach um, yeah uh, not, yeah it'll be interesting it's funny with the brown loan it's not not the per- first person to suggest this that it's a midfielder's medal but um, it's odd that I'd like to see what a medal if, what the who would win the medal of like biggest impact on, on the ground you know because Lockie Neal is going to win the brown loan but well, this he's was not on the, the best player yeah. in the AFL like yeah. 
No. He's going to win the best and fairest this year. He was amazing last night, just quietly. He like, was. The, he had, he had his, incredible his three fourth, quarters. No. His last quarter, too, was just immense. His last half. I've been... I'm guilty of underrating him probably because he's up in Brisbane and I don't watch them as much as Vic clubs. Um, that but goal. Yeah, he was sensational. Some of his intercepts, like he... he, he yeah, he... He was huge, getting, wasn't he? He getting to contests, everything. getting to contests. He, was just he just at he, everything, he, wasn't he? At every contest, and he hits every contest at pace. You know, you see some players get to the next one, and they're a bit like flat-footed, Pretty gassed. Yeah. They make it there, and they're playing more at a defensive role. But he's he's first to the contest, and he he goes hard, almost hardest to the ball almost every time. So um, it'd be deserving winner. And, and you're right, though, midfielders medal, and but yet. Does it have to be? Is he the most impactful um, every well, damn time? Well, and and they—it's just one thing. They raised this on the Kuda Beans during on on this weekend, and they were, and they were talking about um, previous Brownlow medals and 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 the fact that it's only in recent years, um, the last you know fifteen years or so, that the umpires have been able to look at the stats before they make their votes. Oh yeah, and I think that's the key. Don't let him look at the fucking stats. Yeah, because if you look at the stats and you see 32 touches and you're like, gee, I didn't really see Lockie Neal there. But, oh, okay, he dominated. But it's like, no, well, no, you know, 10 of those were handball receives and little one-twos right. or like, you know. It's the whole Cyril Rioli thing. Yeah, like 14 he, he, touches. The guy didn't need anything more than that. That's and he it. still won games. Yeah, he was at the, he's the perfect example for that that argument that the person Dylan who, Grimes man how many touches a game does oh, he get dude, not that many nowhere near the Brownlow nowhere near how many votes close. would he get like and th- yet where would Richmond be if they didn't have Dylan Grimes this year yeah you exactly know? and I'm sure you know Alex Rance you know rest in peace who yeah. wouldn't have I don't know where he was who's already called. ascended to God he's already Gary there. will be Gary, joining him soon Gary <laughs> <laughs> oh, get up there just open arm embrace <laughs> Gary you son of a bitch <laughs> oh Alex I'm in <laughs> um, but Alex Rance wouldn't have polled highly in Brownlow's you, you're, you're right it's, it's a midfielder's medal but I guess out of those names you listed before um, in terms of for tonight's uh, medal the Charlie tonight mm-hmm. um, Petrarca <laughs> Different from the, D- the Hanbury chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, D- yeah okay. Dan Hanbury's going to be having a different um, <laughs> Brownlow medal night. <laughs> He'll get some Charlie. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> He'll get the three votes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Petrarca out of those people seems to make, maybe has the most impact in terms of turning a game. Like I know Neil, Neil yes. did it last okay, night yes. and, and can do it a lot better. And Boke so also the Venn, the Venn diagram in terms of like racking up touches he and being might, an umpire's yeah, pet, he, but also like actually really influencing games. I think he's, so. He's there. He's yeah, got a he's big heat. spark for sure. Yeah. Just the, just the fact that he, he could have a, a 14 touch game, let's say for like our, our friend Cyril and, and maybe kick three goals in that and yeah. was in the midfield for one quarter and turned the game when it was, you know, up for grabs or something. I feel like he's one of those players who can kind of, you know, do both. So who knows, man? It's going to be interesting. But yeah, I, so Brownlow and now our third act of talking about next year, some off-season stuff, those blue baggers, some trade yeah. talk. There's a Here's bit the of twist. shit. Oh, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> now hit us with the, the flips. Uh-huh. <laughs> the script. Yep. Mm. Mitch Robinson coming back to the blues. No, no, that would be the... <laughs> Throw everything at Mitch Robinson. T- to join his little brother, Matt Cottrell. That's right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the Bash Bros. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Um, okay, Apparently so everyone's coming to the blues. Everyone's coming to the blues. 
everything's coming up blue house it is it's um it's it's been an encouraging few weeks and lo- like wonderful wonderful i'm sure it feels similar to how it was last year for you in the saints like oh some good players want to come to the club oh isn't that what nice? a rare feeling what a rare <laughs> feeling for us yeah it's amazing it it, it does it did feel awesome and it's felt even better this year as a saints fan to be vindicated with uh with all of these great great trades that uh two of them polled in the top three i think the rest another one came in the top seven they're all pretty much yep. there the worst performing yep. one in the bnf was brad hill which like we said great now he's got a motivator no for next year to prove yeah, people wrong exactly it's kind of perfect um, and I heard a good I heard a good point about Brad Hill, and that's that he's he's one of the players who would have been uh, kind of negatively affected by the shorter quarters. Yeah. In that in that his endurance running is his big um, big strong suit. Absolutely. In, in so hopefully yeah. if they dial that back next year, back to normal, he'd be he'll benefit. But um, but yes, those freaking blue baggers, man. You were, uh, Zach Williams, so he's 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 coming. Sad. Zachy Williams. Sad. Yep. Sad. 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 If we can prize him from Dodoro's iron grip, which will be a challenge, always is difficult. Oh, he wants some. Yeah. Uh, he wants some. Um, uh, what is it? Um, the whole club <laughs> in exchange for Adam Sad. I was gonna. I was. Tra- I was more trying to find the quote that he said. What was it like? Handsome remuneration uh, or something? I don't know. Like, uh, what was it? Um, ad- yeah, something. Something like compensation. Generous compensation. Yeah, generous compensation. Which is um. Well, it's not your. It's not um the Blues' fault that uh, you have a shit culture yeah. <laughs> adrian yeah, right <laughs> yeah um yeah it's uh it's um it, what a wild time for for north melbourne and essendon if anything oh, now gosh. north essendon has come along and just kind of taken some bullets for north melbourne because north melbourne is just imploding they barely like you said they're going to be um i heard they're recruiting 17 kiwis to play <laughs> next year um and one to coach well, so north melbourne's this is all happening and then essendon's just kind of taken the yeah the the taking cover in terms yeah, of the media because they're picking them apart but um what a yeah yeah if if, Ess- if the essendon thing wasn't happening at the same time you're right there'll be a lot more heat on the on the ruse and, and everything that's going on there and god it, i um i feel for our you know um kangaroos friend oh man <laughs> I, think I can only think of one person Rolly. poor old Rose. Rolly, yeah. i feel for him i know because uh, they don't and, deserve and any the... more pain I, no. I i like north too i don't have any disdain or any dislike of north melbourne i like that uh, club i feel for reese shaw as well what a horrible time what a shit year, man! What a just yeah, a terrible dude. time to come oh, look, in. It, the, the, yes, this year, this year, um, to, for the, for that to happen to a first year coach who's only four years out of playing, mm. um, who hasn't had a long apprenticeship in coaching terms, not a lot who, of support, who must have been, who must be exceptional at it and and an exceptional people person to be able to kind of fast track that into into coaching but then yeah to go to a club like north where they don't have the best resources and they don't have the best structures and clearly that's being kind of played out in front of our eyes and 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 the whole the the, the wholesale changes they're making six assistant coaches gone 11 players already delisted others being shopped about um in a fire sale um you know, board members who are running the who are, who are making football decisions who actually aren't there to be making those calls. They're there to help with governance. You know, it's just it seems like an absolute fucking mess. And I just feel so. You're right. Um, I you know I, I feel really bad for Reese Re- Shaw's the real victim. 
He just he, thrown to the wolves. Yeah, man. absolutely. No support. Thrown to the wolves. Like how how he meant to deal with that this year, uh, amongst a, yeah. hor- a horror year, on and off the field. It's um, yeah, I really feel for them. I hope they can. I don't know. I hope they can sort that out. Hopefully, he has good support around now. I'm glad the season's over for them, really. Yeah, I just just fear for them because as a team, as a supporter of a club that's undergone a kind of scorched earth policy rebuild, it's not an easy road. It takes so long. I hope they just don't do what St Kilda did. Don't just don't gun it too much. Like keep some of them in there because if you go if you go back to square one, it's just years. It's just years and years. It's like six, seven years. It's so long. They've gone there. Like they'll they'll retain Cunningham. They'll retain. Um, Zebul that will obtain probably Goldstein, although he might be on his way out. We yeah, don't know. He's pretty he's loyal. Mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps on saying um, he wants to stay and he's excited and stuff. But gee, yeah, tough sell. Very tough but sell. Who, who are they going to have left? They're going to have to rebuild completely. Hundred yeah. percent. I don't know how yeah. they're going to do it. And then like the Dons are in a better position than the North, I think. And no, now they they've got a, for sure. and they've got a bounty of picks this year, and they'll get some. <laughs> Well, they will. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to have picks one through nine. All the <laughs> S&M picks, Dodoro's uh, wish list. That's gets right. ticked off. Um, with, of course, Paddy Cripps uh, <laughs> leading the midfield of S&M next year. Yeah, after the Sam Walsh on a wing. Um, yeah. Paddy Dow running off the halfback. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Harry Mackay clunking him up forward. <laughs> Can't wait to go for the, the, the mighty Dons <laughs> next year. The mighty S&M football club. Um, it's all right. We'll have Adam Saad, so yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> Well, it seems like a little bit from in terms of the Saad thing. I know it's probably been talked about a bit now. It's kind of old news, but it seems like it's a little from column A, a little from column B in terms of what Saad has said has gone on and what Essendon said is going on. You know, Essendon saying like Saad didn't really like taking advice and taking critique very often, but then Saad saying the culture was kind of snarky and a bit shit in the hub life, which I can imagine it would be being around anyone for, you know, a group, 100 people for... 100 days or whatever. Sounds like some social yeah, experiment. Um, I'd find that hard with, with the friends that I have, let alone like all of your work, work colleagues. colleagues. That's what they are. They're work colleagues. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either way, you'll take it. <laughs> oh, mate. Mate, I was, I'm was. i so pleased about it. It's uh, it's wonderful news. I think, yes, yeah, so he, he, he'll give us something we don't have, which is um, run off half back like we've got good users in the half back line you know we got Doherty Williamson's good off there and um, Plowman uses it pretty well most of the time but none of them are line breaking running types and both Saad and Williams are those types. yeah now you got two um, and, one and Williams can play big mid. midfield minutes yep he's a, a um, brilliant addition to the club Zach Williams let alone if we actually end up getting another big kind of fish midfielder well, which is we're getting linked the to talks everyone you are moment, and the but, um, biggest talk is Clayton Oliver isn't Clayton it Clayton Oliver yeah. yeah they keep on getting mentioned um, which would be huge maybe it is a big Massive. coup for the Blues a big blue coup with blue three coup. <laughs> names three Rhapsody big... and coup Rhapsody and blue I don't know <laughs> um, it could could be um, <laughs> yeah I think um, and I I was thinking about this trade. Um, if we are able to f- somehow, and I don't, uh, it's all just talk at the moment. So the, the reality of it, who knows? But um, just to just to look in the crystal ball for a moment. Let's though, take a peek. Um, <laughs> a little, little glimpse behind the curtain. Yeah, I think I was thinking about this early. My f- initial impression was that Clayton Oliver and Cripps might be too similar in that they're both kind of contested 
winners of the ball and, and, and don't necessarily have the greatest disposal by foot and yet kind of win the ball enough and, and are influential enough that it doesn't matter so much. But then I was thinking about it more. I'm just like, well, actually, like, we don't have great... We don't have many good contested ball players after Cripps. Um, and if you're looking at it as a one-two punch, if you've got Cripps winning winning the actual ball, getting his hands on the ball, there are not many better players from taking it f- away from stoppage than Clayton Oliver. He's he's awesome. If he gets to... You saw it a few times this year when they they always comment on his handballing and if he's handballing too much and it's too party time and over the back of the head and this and that, that it doesn't work as well. But when he actually uses, uses his foot skills more and uses his breakaway speed from the stoppage and then pops it on the boot, he is a... He's a different kind of player when he plays like that. So if he can, has the freedom to be able to play a little bit differently, maybe he can at the Blues. Like, gee, he's a jet, man. He, in his like, second, third year, he was in like Brownlow conversations. He's still um, 25 the, or something. The other thing would be that if, say we were to kind of rise up the ladder a bit next year, which is... It's um, happening, baby. It's happening. Oh, yeah. oh, but it, I'm going to say know. it. You can't. I'm saying it. <laughs> Finals. But regardless, like if, if, if we... If we lose Crips, then we're done. Like, we don't yep. win contested ball anymore. That's we're, it. we're done as a team. So, whereas if you add in someone like Clayton Oliver or another really good contested player, then suddenly we're not quite so vulnerable if, you know, God forbid something <coughs> happens to... Sorry, Gary Ablett forbid something happens to, <laughs> to Crips. That's right. You, yeah, you got to cover your bases here. Dare I say it, he's like depth in that particular aspect of your team. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is very much more than just a depth player. But um, Well, we want we want competition for midfield spots and we don't have that much of it at the moment. Well, and then it'll, it'll make it tougher for players like Paddy Dow. The aforementioned Paddy Dow and those younger guys yep. coming through to step up. Matt and, Kennedy. Yeah, or earn their Setterfield. Just having, having depth and, makes yeah. people improve from within, you know, having good contests. We, we've Saints have seen it this year. All of a sudden it's like, oh, there's no room for like this player that I really like and this dude, they're getting yeah. squeezed out. Okay, they have to play well when they get their opportunity and, and they, you know they haven't had a second league this year to keep it up no. and they've, they've across the board teams have managed to or players have managed to do a cracking job of that this year but yeah these your team is starting to the Blues are t- starting to take shape there like I well, think about I, all I'm those just, additions I'm just imagining a starting midfield of of, um, of Cripps of Oliver and then Williams mm. with Pitnett or Tom DeKerning and that's exciting. Yeah, and then having players Fucking like exciting. Zach Fisher on like wherever Zach Fisher ends up yeah. playing, where he wherever he will end up playing, is it? Yeah. He can't just play solely on a wing. Can he? He's kind of like a high half forward. Is that where he, he could he could play on a wing, but yeah. they don't play him there. They right. play him as a yeah as high a high half forward. forward. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. He Another is. evasive Wal- Walsh player. Has, man, Walsh has had Walsh. Walsh had he'll poll more Brownlow votes than Cripps this year. Walsh has had a huge season. Kind of an insult to Sam Walsh about the people who um, do the redraft of the super draft and they put him like sixth or seventh. It's like, that's an insult. He's a top... <laughs> it is an insult. He's top three. Like, 100%. And, and, and top three is you can raffle them off like whoever, whatever. Like It's needs basis and we needed a, a midfielder. And He's also just got... barely played a bad game in two years. Right. Like, exactly. In two of his first years when he's a kid still. He walked into the midfield in his first year and... At and Carlton. At Carlton and did a really great job, and then Won the they put him on a, put him on the wing this year. And uh, man, he he if he wasn't in all Australian contention for his wing position, like if if he had played wing all year, then he should have been in the conversation because he was 
what up there with the best wingers in the comp. What a hundred percent. Second year. I've seen him also this year do things that he didn't do last year, or, or maybe didn't do as noticeably. But things that are like putting his body on the line and flying mm. in for a few of those few of those marks this year. That one against Port Dixon. and Dixon was. Yep. Just immense. That's like all-time kind of great stuff there. To do that as a pretty light-bodied, light-framed man is incredibly brave. Yeah. Braver than I. Blue skies for both our clubs then, Bart. Navy blue skies, my friend, and red, black, and white skies (laughs) if you're you're in (laughs) Moorabbin Way. Yeah, that'll that'll do. I was going to make some dire dire comment last year. It was red, black, and white skies. (laughs) Yeah, hazy, smoky, bushfiery nights. Nighttime. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, Uh, let's say why not, hey? It's blue skies. It is blue skies. It's positive. Positive times for both of us, Emil. Hopefully we're out of Thinking about what we were hoping for out of this season, you know, our clubs have delivered that. We're getting it. I made we, we I made I made finals. Me, Bart Welch of the St Kilda Football Club. Well I'm Bart, I'm so proud of you. Thanks, both. mate. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Set some goals, achieved them. Um, yeah. And the blues have been awesome and have taken yeah, massive strides. And now this Just, seems like yeah. you're having the off season that you you couldn't have asked for a better start to this off season. No. They're not list cloggers. They're they're like their best starting Gen players, startups. Best, yeah, yeah, best top five, top ten players, probably yeah, right up there next year. A new club as yeah. well. Particularly and without Williams. losing losing Simpson and Cruiser makes our list the second youngest in the comp. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Free up some salary cap. Well, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying our team that we play on, you know, put in the park, but our but list the actual is, list. So, yeah. yeah and I think I don't know, man. As a as a person who this year had to give up, uh, not that it'll be the same, but the Saints had to give up, you know, Jack Stephen, four-time best and fairest, who still was like, still an amazing player, but maybe just coming to the end, you know, reaching 29, 30. And Josh Bruce, who had been, who had been kicking bags, goals, 60, 50 mm. goals in a, <laughs> in a season, had to let go of some old, the old, you know, a little bit of the old Saints and change things up a little bit. And Cruiser and Simpson... Kate Simpson are a bit of the old blues, the good yeah. old Navy blues. Damn. And, you know, so not that you're trading them off to get value in to get these players, but even just shedding a bit of that former thing and just getting in new yeah. players and shifting Losing it a bit of, maybe shedding some of the trauma of the past. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, losing your religion. We, getting, get losing, yeah. That's, yeah. Get rid the of Matt Kennedy. Gary. Yeah, the reverse yeah. Gary. Get rid of Matt Kennedy. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. Losing um, so your religion. One one last thing because we did we should uh, we did say that we would this. have a quick talk about the Giants. Oh, we should yes. very much wrap this. We did we did say we'd have a quick talk at the Giant about the Giants and the crossroads they're at, which I th- I think is a pretty interesting story. I think it'll be a in, really good watch over the off season to see what they do because it'll give us a really good sense of where, where they, they think, think they're, they're at. at. Exactly, man. They yeah because at the moment it feels like their um their premiership window is um is a bit faulty. It's one of those old like oh, yeah. Victorian style windows. Sash windows. You, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the cords. In the middle of the night for no reason just <laughs> drop. Bang. <laughs> you also, at the, GWS have a little bit of a wooden like bit of old wood that they've got that's keeping up their premiership window. <laughs> that's keeping it is open. That wood called Shane Mumford? Or? <laughs> it is. And it can only, it can only hold for so long Can't the structural jump. integrity of Shane Mumford can only last so long he's going around again next year are you year, serious 
I think he he's is. like a he's like an old fighter. He's like an old oh. pugliest who just old won't sm- go down. Um, <laughs> that's full props to him. But no, you're right. You're right. It's um the the Giants are at an interesting point. There's some funky shit going on. Or there has you know the back end of the year was weird. Canelio being dropped. It was all strange. Cameron. You're fucking going. Just let him know. He is going. What's going he? on? We've th- why, we've, why else? we've all Would, talked why about else it. Why not they've announced it? Why not? He said early in the year he was going to wait till the contract freeze was done. Contract freeze has been done for ages. We're here now, well beyond their last final game, and he's he's not staying unless it. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, who knows? I don't think he's staying anyway. And it feels. Well, why wouldn't you announce it? Why? Yeah. Like that. 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 For that, your own. You, for the supporters of the club, like they've had a, they've had a disappointing season, and especially the latter part of it. So, mm. why not give them a bit of good news? Yeah. Um, and the same with Fantasia. I think now that uh, now that um, Porter out, we'll probably see an announcement from him. Yeah, do you reckon he'll go to Port to or to Adelaide? The room, the talk um, is Adelaide, but why would you go yeah, to Adelaide? No, fuck that. Why would you go to Adelaide? No. Go to Port. Port. Everything it's looks like a, great. Everything looks rosy yeah. at Port. If I will, if I may. <laughs> Butter up. <laughs> um, the bread's butters on both sides. <laughs> Skype, Skype, Skype is all I heard. Scoop, scoop, Skype. <laughs> glitchy, glitchy. Skype. Well, it was a very, it was a very funny joke. So. Well, I'll check it back on the uh, on the edit, um, and I'll edit in a laugh. Here we go. I'll just do it now. Give me some space. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, edit that in. <laughs> Good, yeah, got that. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, the Giants. That that window is like it's 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 holding on, and I don't know yeah. where they're at. I feel I really feel for them. They're gonna again, you know, they're gonna lose a bunch of players. They're gonna get some good picks, loosen up the cap. Hopefully, they can handball Jai Caldwell to the Saints, who they've upped their yeah. offer to four years now. Saints. Um, I kind of feel bad. Like taken away, they, they they're gonna have all three of if he goes somewhere, Jack Yeah, and you feel you you feel bad that they've got so many good players. That no, they I feel, can't pay them all I, enough. I feel bad that they're gonna lose all of their three first round draft picks from the twenty eighteen Super Draft. Uh, Jack Orwell, yeah, Xavier okay. O'Halloran, and Xavier O'Halloran and Jackson Haley, who's going to Adelaide. Yep. Um, yep. they might not all go, but it seems it's like looking that they way. Might yeah. Um. Gee, who knows, man? Four years of finals, premiership window, shaking, needs a service. Yeah. Um, and one last thought on premiership windows. I had this thought during the week, and I had to got to ask you it. So, Collingwood went from grand finalists to prelim finalists to out at the semis. Is that a is that where they're headed? Is that the trajectory for this Collingwood team, or are they still? Is the window still there? Is it still open? I think the windows more open than, than GWS's window at the okay. moment for that right. club. Right. I honestly cool. do. I think Collingwood, when they have their full team... <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I think when they have their full team and um, are playing, you know, their game style is firing on all cylinders. They just need a key forward. They just need another key forward. They have a shit house forward line in terms of height. They don't have... You know, Cox can't do it every week. If they had a right. Jeremy Cameron, I don't know if that's what they're brewing. That's good. I don't know how they'd make that work with their other re-signings their and tight tight, tight cap. cap always a tight yeah. cap they love a Isn't tight it? cap um, but all this br- Grundy talk and then there's Dugowie and uh, there's a lot of talk going around so who knows I don't think so though it doesn't feel like that at, at the pies but you know Pendlebury's not getting any younger side bottom's not getting any younger no. Hell, even some of the other midfielders, you know, like Grundy had a shit year. Grundy had like, a bad, bad year. And they've year. paid him, seven, they're paying him huge amounts over a really long period. years and like $7 billion as well. It's going to bankrupt them. 
Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. interesting. I've heard people start to talk about maybe palming him off, but well, yeah, that that'd be a mistake. Who knows? I think hey, everyone gets a everyone gets a do over this year. Yeah, this is exactly that. That's it's true. It Unless true. you play for North, then you cut. Yeah, that's right. Unless <laughs> it's North, and then this is <laughs> there's no asterisks for you, North. <laughs> um, hey, Millie, we should wrap things up, but yeah, we, we're should. probably not going to do another pod until like after the grand final, knowing us. Yeah, we'll get, do a little. End of season wrap end up. End season and, wrap, trade wrap. And of course, our deep dive into the Collingwood Football Club. Of course. <laughs> Forever running deep dive. It's so deep that we're still stuck. We, we're, it's the carrot for you, the listener. We're going to hold it out in front of you the whole time and incentivize maybe we'll you. give it to you, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, maybe. Maybe next week, maybe yeah, in maybe four maybe weeks. <laughs> but if I, uh, I'll ask you this, Emil. Okay. Who's your tip for the grand final? I'm... It's the Tigers. You think the Tigers I, win? Um, yeah, they will. I reckon. What's your heart want? Um, my heart... I think I'm more interested in Geelong winning because it's a, it has a it has a nice little close of that, you know. It's a, it's a nice moment to bring the curtain down on some on a good career um, and, and a good kind of era for them. It does feel like... You know the end of, of an era, Last but dance. I, I don't really believe that. I think they'll be around for a bit, um, and I don't. They've won plenty of flags in, in my lifetime, so I don't feel like they owe they they deserve one more than anyone else, um, especially not the Tigers. And yeah, I don't. I don't really. Yeah, I'm tipping. I'm tipping Richmond because they've been the best team in the last four years. Yep. Oh, and I'm tipping Richmond. Because I want to see A New Hope. The return of the Gary. Oh. Act three. <laughs> Gary Jr. 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 To yeah, the redemption story. His father mm-hmm. and his That's father's right. father. Um, <laughs> senior. Ba- bring balance to the force again. Oh, I love it. Do you know what? I'm going to Cats, man. I'm going... It might be a bit too much heart in this tip. And not that I have sure. a ton of heart for Geelong. I don't really have anything against them, but they're def- they definitely weren't my favourite team if I yeah. could have picked one. But they weren't far off the top, and now much uh, much prefer them than Richmond to win another one. It feels it feels nice, nice little narrative sum up with these players. Like you said, seals up this this era, um, and I think they can do it. They've been playing such good football; they're in better form than Richmond. Richmond just play yeah. harder football. And they just well, that's play that, on the that's edge. the question, isn't it? It's two very different different game style. Styles. It's the Bris- It's Richmond play the Bris- that Brisbane game style, but better, and it can hold yes. up more in finals. And Geelong yes. play that West Coast Eagles Geelong system based keeping yeah. off p- possession game. But I think they can scrap it out as well. I think they've proven this Geelong side a bit of adversity this finals season. They've got bigger plans. They've got um, they've got. Um, <laughs> They've got uh, beyond this realm, high, like higher aspirations. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I hope Geelong win, man. I'm tipping All the right. cats. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of AF Eloquence. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the Brownlow tonight. Enjoy the grand final next week. Um, we'll catch you in the off season. We'll do we'll do some trade chat and uh, some AFLW chat. Um, and just general general chat, I reckon. General chip so, chat. Uh, yeah. Sorry for the radio silence, but it will be will be easier now. We can get a, a more regular uh, pod coming up now that the season's over. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> we nailed it. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Whistle.